Following Wednesday's practice, USC defensive coordinator Alex Grinch said, there's a difference between a takeaway and a turnover. And remember when former USC quarterback Rob Johnson disrespected Fresno State? We're going to talk about that on this episode of Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, whatever platform, we are free. And again, thanks for coming along. Hope you're enjoying the ride. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you're watching on YouTube, you see that red subscribe? Hit it. Knock it down. And if you're one of those people who like to just ignore this face and listen to the voice, uh, go ahead and hit me up at my Twitter, at Mark Culkin. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't. I got some thick skin. I can take it. Don't worry about it. So uh, Wednesday's practice is the the last day of the physical strain portion of the week. Uh, Tuesdays, they go full pads. Wednesday, they're in shells. They had a great day of weather. I think it was like 83 degrees. Uh, Raylan Goforth, linebacker, recognized a perfect ocean breeze coming through. Um, But I spent a good portion of the time we're allocated watching practice. Uh, I was focused on Alex Grinch and Dante Williams uh, coaching up the secondary. Um, And the reason being is I think that's that group's going to be pretty busy on Saturday um, because Fresno, they love to throw the ball around the yard. Uh, so, you know, as a result, uh, they're going to need to play much more disciplined uh, because, you know, Jake Hayner, their Fresno State's quarterback, he likes to move around. Um, in, in fact, uh, Alex said... Um, Jake Hayner scrambles to throw, but he can also run. And what that really translates to is, um, you know, Jake likes to get outside the box. He's he's not the biggest of quarterbacks. So, um, you know, he'll get outside the box to, you know, create space so he can see the field better. But that also kind of makes the defense get out of whack a little bit. They're going to, again, maintain their discipline, trust they're doing what the coaches are asking them to do, trust their coverage, um, and maintain their discipline. Um, so, again, I, I was focusing on Alex Grinch, Dante Williams, and how they are approaching practice today, knowing that uh, Fresno has a quarterback who loves to throw the ball but can also use his feet uh, to make plays. So... Uh, the, the first drill that I got to, that I that I was watching um, was you had the uh, it was it was a angle pursuit drill so you had uh, one one guy in the secondary I'd say about 10 to 12 yards away the other guy ball carrier and as the uh, as the defender would you know take his you know half game speed angle to approach the tack uh, for the tackle about two yards away the ball carrier would start to run. And you would have to wrap up 
and but at the same time as you're driving the ball carrier towards the sideline, you're trying to knock the ball out. Uh, so again, it was just you know kind of wrap up the ball carrier, driving to the sideline, and then you know try and rip punch the ball out uh, before before you got the guy out of bounds. And while they were coaching up that technique, um, you know Grinch had noticed one of the guys while he was ripping up the ball, he kind of stopped moving his feet, and so he you know he used some colorful language and told him to you know, keep moving your feet and. Um, no, it was good. You, you, you want that type of uh, attention to detail, uh, making sure that the guys are doing everything possible, um, you, you know, to get the guy to the, at, at the minimum, get the ball carrier to the ground uh, or out of bounds, but, you know, get that, knock that ball loose. Uh, because remember, at the beginning of the, I think it was the beginning of fall camp or at some point during fall camp, uh, Grinch said he wanted a minimum of 24 turnovers from the defense. And, uh, you know, getting four turnovers per game, you know, that's probably not going to happen, right? However, um, he did said that he wants 24 takeaways. And there's a difference um, between uh, turnovers and takeaways. And I'm going to go over that here in, in a moment. Um, but after about uh, 10, 10 minutes of the of the physical contact uh, that, that the secondary was going through with their drills with, with Dante and, and Alex Grinch, um, they transitioned to their uh, to the drill where Grinch plays quarterback and he has his guys backpedaling, going deep, uh, chasing for the interception. Uh, on this one repetition, uh, I think the ball got away from Alex. Threw it really long. No defender on this roster, including Kalen Bullock, would have uh, been able to catch up to the ball. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Grinch was he was straining these guys. He got he got started early on the mental strain, which usually starts on Thursdays. Uh, at least that's where they emphasize it. But uh, he he yelled at the defender anyways for not catching the bad ball that was definitely an overthrow. So um, he, he wasn't, you know, really getting after the guy. But just a reminder, keep going hard every repetition, even if you can't get to the ball. Um, because, the, again, the mindset that uh, he's trying to instill is, you know, and he said this, the ball has, you know, no idea that it's supposed to go directly from quarterback to wide receiver. Um, you know, that's just, you know, that's just kind of what's expected. You know, quarterback throws the ball, wide receiver catches it, uh, wide receiver runs. Well, a lot of times the ball's overthrown, right? Um, ball gets intercepted, whatever. So, you know, again, the mindset that that Alex is trying to instill is this guy is, hey, you know what? Maybe we can get, four, you know, we, we can generate four takeaways uh, per game. That's the way they want to go about it. And again, he just wants the guys to constantly go hard every repetition. It's like the way he defines strain. It's how you create turnovers. Um, whether it's, and, and he explained whether or not for sustainable for the season or not, you know, you can create a turnover or a takeaway. And, you know, that includes, 
you know, making the opposing quarterback uh, strain by throwing it sooner than he wants to. Or, you know, having like Eric Gentry uh, being in the right position defensively where the, the ball has to go higher than um, than the quarterback is used to throwing the ball. And that forces, you know, sometimes the receiver not to anticipate the ball sooner or the ball will go off the receiver's hands and it'll end up in Max Williams' hands for, for an interception. It's that type of stuff. You know, that's another form of strain uh, that uh, that Alex was pointing out after practice when he was talking with the press. You know, Jacoby Covington doesn't get his fumble recovery if uh, Thule doesn't strain to go all the way across the field to create that fumble. You know, that's another form of going the, going the distance, going that extra mile. We've talked about how Thule makes everyone around him better. That's a perfect example. You don't anticipate a defensive lineman running across the field, chasing after a wide receiver, or excuse me, a running back in this case. It was EJ Smith. Uh, was it? You know, fifty-three yards to force the fumble, but that's what he did. Uh, linebacker coach Brian Odom. Uh, you know, again, this is just some of my. Uh, Wednesday practice report review I'm going over for you guys before we go get into more of Fresno State themselves. Uh, he was working with his group on a speed rush, you know, trying to get to the quarterback. You know, in this case, it, it was more of, you know, trying to get around the edge and then swiping at the ball, um, trying to create a turnover again. Because, uh, you, you, you know, you can't always get – you can't always get to the player – um, so try and get to the ball. And Coach Odom was, you know, at the same time, he was showing him how to use some hand-to-hand combat uh, to you know, get by their defender. Um, also, uh, it, you know, if what I saw before they kicked us out, uh, if that kind of holds true to form, you can probably anticipate a couple of adjustments to the defensive personnel uh, some players moving up on the depth chart. Uh, one of those players, actually, I'm going to give you two names to keep an eye on. Solomon Bird at rush end and Anthony Beavers uh, at safety. I would anticipate seeing those guys uh, moving up in the rotation. Have a, they had a couple of, they both had good games at Stanford, and I think they're doing well this week during practice. Um, you know, Alex Grinch will always say, you know, you're a, you, you earn your reps on the practice field, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they, they will they will stress them out uh, physically on the, in the strain department. And then on Thursdays, they kind of dial it back a little bit physically, but they really test them mentally on the strain part. So uh, after Thursday's evaluation, um, the depth charts are, t- are usually released. So... Uh, we'll find out sometime late Thursday um, where uh, everybody aligns on the depth chart. And then also the last thing you'll want to, you guys might want to make note of from practice uh, Tuesday, there was a huge contingency of NFL uh, scouts and reps uh, watching practice. The group wasn't as big today, uh, however, uh, I did spy a large entourage that included both LA's teams, the Rams Chargers, Houston, 
the Las Vegas Raiders, San Francisco 49ers, Dolphins, as well as Detroit. So uh, the NFL's there. Again, uh, the roster has been upgraded. And word is spread that um, you better get out there and check out the, de- the way these guys are being developed. So we'll keep you uh, updated on that throughout the season. You can bet on it. And then, you know what? Head on over to Bet Online. By the way, the line isn't changing on this USC Fresno game. It's still USC favored by 12 and a half because, you know, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. Uh, you can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week game that the NFL just finished. So they'll be getting in a week two. Uh, Geez, Thursday. I have to check to see who's playing. I, you know, I really don't follow the NFL as closely as I do USC and college football in general. Nevertheless, you want to go there to find out who's playing. They are also your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So, quote, this is a real one. They have our attention. End quote. Uh, That was Alex Grinch talking about Fresno and their offense. I'm bringing up Alex Grinch's name a lot because that's who we talk to after practice. Um. So this is going to be more of uh, how are we going to, how is USA going to stop Fresno State through the eyes of uh, Alex and the defense? We know USC is going to have an offense, um, and I just don't know how Fresno State's going to match up with that. Nevertheless, um, you know, out, you know, talking about Fresno's offense. I look. I already said I'm not concerned about uh, USC winning this game. Well, according to Fresno's quarterback Jake Hayner, uh, there's he agrees. There's really nothing to be nervous about. Uh, "Quote: The only people who expect us to win, Fresno, are the people in that locker room. He's referring to his teammates and the people in this facility." So I'm just going to prepare like I always do, play with a chip on my shoulder, and make great decisions, end quote. You know, I mentioned on yesterday's episode, Fresno is the proverbial chip-on-your-shoulder team. Um, you know, Jake is a self-admitted, you know, USC fan. He grew up in Northern California, big SC fan. Uh, you know, he said he spent his entire, his entire recruiting process hoping for that offer from the Trojans. Um, obviously, it never came. <clears throat> so he signed, He ended up signing with the Huskies. Ironically, Fresno's old coach, Kent DeBoer, is now the Huskies' new coach. And Jake transferred from Washington down to Fresno. Jeff Tedford is his head coach. Um, and he's now going to finally get his opportunity to play inside the Coliseum. So... Um, Jake was also quoted saying, I really wanted to get that USC offer. Um, and then he, you know, is being a little facetious, a little sarcastic quote, 
little Jake Hayner was too small to play there and didn't have enough stars on his name. Now I get to go in there and play and do everything I can uh, to get a win on Saturday, end quote. Um, Hayner said he and the Bulldogs are coming to L.A. with an underdog mentality of having nothing to lose. Aside from him speaking in third person like Jimmy from Seinfeld, um, yeah, you know, you have to have that type of approach. Uh, USC is favored for a reason. Um, they they had a great transfer portal. Uh, they They recruit pretty well on their own. And again, it's if we're just being real about the situation, um, many of those players on Fresno's team believed they could play for USC, but they never got that scholarship offer. Um, a lot of them transferred from Power Five schools. For instance, you know, Nico Remigio uh, played at Modern Day, went to Cal on scholarship. He is now on the Fresno roster. So, um, They've got some guys, you know, theoretically, who probably could play on the UFC roster. They're going to come in with that chip on their shoulder. Um, something, you know, you, you should be aware of. Through two games so far, uh, Jake has completed 74% of his passes. He's thrown for 737 yards and three touchdowns without an interception. So, uh, which streak is going to come to an end this Saturday? Uh, is it going to be USC coming up with or not coming up with an interception? That is really the question because, you know, is if Jake is going to make good decisions, that means he's going to uh, protect the ball, right? Theoretically, that's what he's talking about. Is USC going to make him strain more than he has to or wants to and force him to throw an interception or fumble. You know, USC's goal is to take the ball away. Uh, the defense job is to turn the ball over, whether that is creating a, a fumble and an interception or on downs, you know, forcing them to punt. That's the distinction between a takeaway and, you know, a turnover. And, you know, Grinch wants the, the team to have that mindset. Go take the ball away. Take it away. Um, you know, don't wait for the quarterback to find an open receiver. You know, go get it. Going back to that. Um, something to keep in mind. Again, they they know how to move the ball, and this is why, uh, you know, not just Alex Grinch, but, you know, Lincoln Riley is, the entire coaching staff is going to be a little concerned about, you know, stopping Jeff, Jeff Tedford and, and the offense, the way he calls it, because they will spread the ball around uh, in both of their games against Cal Poly that they won 35 to seven, as well as their loss at home against Oregon state uh, last play of the game. Um, they had nine different players um, with receptions in both games. That's an impressive number. So they know how to spread the ball around. That's for sure. And that has everybody's attention. One matchup I think we should probably keep keep an eye on. I, I mentioned the name Nico Remigio. Uh, he, you know, he played at Modern Day. Um, 
with, uh, I believe, Solomon Tulio Solomon Tulio Pupu was on uh, that roster at the time. Um, you know, again, he went to Cal. He just transferred in over to Fresno in the offseason. Like, real quick, real shifty, uh, solid hands. Not the biggest guy, uh, but, you know, they'll line him up in the slot, but they'll move him around. I think the matchup to watch is going to be him versus Max Williams. I think that's going to be intriguing to see how uh, to see how USC defends that receiver. Will they use Will they use Max? Will they use Jalen Smith at nickel? Drop Kalen Bullock into the box. I think that's a fascinating uh, assignment, regardless of whoever has it. Three hundred yards is probably going to happen. Um, last week against Oregon State. Hainer threw for his 14th career 300-yard game. And that moved him into second place on Fresno's, uh, um, I guess, history, in, in the second place in their history books. Uh, passing in David Carr, uh, big brother Derek, I think is, is, yeah, Derek is the big brother, uh, has 20 of the career 300 passing game. So uh, whether hook, hook or crook, it's going to happen. Um, either because, you know, Fresno's playing catch-up and they have to pass the ball or USC's defense is being exposed. So I think everyone should anticipate uh, Tedford kind of throwing the kitchen sink at USC. Again, they got nothing to lose. They're coming in as a 12.5-point underdog. So, you know, we should probably expect to see some misdirections, some reverses, you know, maybe some tunnel screens. Uh, slants, mid-range game. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Tefford goes back to that 2004 playbook that he had with Aaron Rodgers when uh, Cal came into the Coliseum and nearly pulled that upset. They used a short passing game um, at the time. I think Aaron completed 23 in a row, but none of those passes went for more than four to six yards. It, they just methodically just kept moving the ball down the field, but eventually they got into their red zone and things tightened up. And, you know, I think everybody remembers how that game ended. Uh, man, it was exciting. I was there standing section 13, part of the thundering herd. And it was, it was the loudest football game I ever attended. I was, I wasn't there for the USC Notre Dame game in 1974, the great comeback 55, 24, but I was there for this game. My ears hurt. My voice was gone. My throat was raw. I, I think I was spitting up blood because my throat was so raw after the game. Uh, at least figuratively speaking, not literally. Nevertheless, uh, fun game. And we hope, uh, I'm hoping that it's not that close. Um, I'm sure from the fans' perspective, it would be a that would be fun to watch. But um USC wants to make sure they're proven they're, they're worthy of that number seven ranking and uh, send Fresno home. Fresno home, another loser. Speaking of, you know, USC, uh, they lead the series against Fresno State four to one. That only loss, uh, it came in the Freedom Bowl when Rob Johnson said at the time, probably what you know, what most uh, Trojan fans were thinking or feeling. Um, how are we ever going to beat USC? But, you know, 
it's that's not what Rob said. <laughs> um, you know, Fresno fans were thinking, how are we going to beat USA? And that was Rob's mindset. You know, how in the hell, how in the heck is Fresno State going to beat USC? Well, let me just set you know set the set the table. Uh, it was back in 1992. Fresno State had won a share of the what was it, the Western Athletic uh, Conference at the time. They were eight and four, and they knew they were going to play in a bowl game. USC. Uh, they weren't going to the Rose Bowl, and typically when they don't go to the Rose Bowl, they don't show very well, uh, fan-wise or team-wise, in their bowl games. Just look at their bowl record. History will show this. Um, so um, Fresno was obviously stoked to play the game. Well, it was in Anaheim. Again, it was something called the Freedom Bowl, and back in this was back in era in USC's more their arrogant days. Uh, Rob Johnson, quarterback at the time, he was asked about Fresno State being USC's opponent. And he said, we would never schedule Fresno State if it wasn't a bowl game. We want to put them in their place, end quote. History shows <laughs> that that is the one blemish on, uh, on the record when these two teams meet. Again, USC has four wins. Fresno State has won, and it came in that ball game in the Freedom Bowl. And although it did almost happen again, you know, USC and Fresno have scheduled each other since those famous words that Rob uh, spoke. And, you know, a lot of people might remember the 2005 game uh, when Fresno came to the Coliseum. Uh, that's when Reggie Bush went Heisman Trophy. He did his... Uh, Infamous, I guess, since we're talking about O.J. Simpson, he did his, <clears throat> no pun intended, cutback at the, near the USC sideline. He literally, Reggie Bush ran for about 80 yards on this play, scoring the touchdown. He finally finished the game with over 500 yards of total offense. Um, without Reggie Bush in that game, USC would have lost to Fresno State. Uh so the similarities between that USC team, aside from them, you know, being part of a 34-game win streak journey, that team was all offense, very prolific with a so-so um, opportunistic defense. Uh, that's what we've seen so far of USC through two games. So that's where the similarities start and end. Um So you know we'll see that type of game on uh, on Saturday night when they when they kick off at seven thirty. The last time these two teams met again, you know they've scheduled each other since nineteen ninety two was in twenty nineteen, and USC won that game thirty one to twenty three. But that was also the end of the JT Daniels era at USC. Uh, if you you remember, he was hurt in the third quarter. That's when Keaton Slovis came in, and you know USA was able to uh, to get the win um, back then. Obviously, Clay Helton has moved on. Keaton Slovis has moved on. He is the quarterback at Pittsburgh. JT Daniels is at West Virginia. So, uh, hey, you tell me these Fresno State chip on the shoulder. Jake Hayner 
doesn't think anybody believes they can win. Only they believe they can win. The betting public thinks USC is a 12 and a half point favorite. Upset alert. What do you what do you think? Close game, blowout. Tell me, how do you see this game playing out? You know what to do. If you're watching on YouTube, leave your comments there. Hit me up on Twitter. Or, you know, go ahead and check out uh, when you're down with Locked On USC. Check out the Locked On Network. You've got Locked On Pac-12 with Spencer McLaughlin. Again, I was on there earlier this week. Go check out Locked On Big Ten with, because uh, USC will be a part of that, with your host, Nate Dickinson. And then when you're all done checking out the Locked On Network, you've got to get on over to WeRSC.com. we got some recruiting information for you. There will be a commitment tomorrow at a position of need. Yep, it's a big one. So you're going to have to go check that out. Scott Schrader's got all of your recruiting information. Myself and Eric McKinney, we've got you covered on the football team. And Locked On USC, I'm with you five days a week. So we'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, you know what to do. Starts with an F. Second word starts with an O.